return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Rest, let's just stand for a minute. Let's take our Bibles. Do you bring your Bible? Say this. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And we had a great time just blessing the church in Sioux Falls and, and uh, teaching most of the day Thursday and Friday and then Thursday and Friday nights as well. Amen. Wonderful what people are doing for God. Amen? Amen? Yeah, hallelujah. So you want to have a relationship with the Lord. You want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, not just an encounter. Amen? You don't want to just remember like, wow, I remember when this or this happened in my life. You want to also think, that's great, but you also want to think, I know he's working right now as well. So it's an ongoing relationship that you have with the Lord. James 1 verse 5 says this, if you lack wisdom, you should ask, right? So if you lack wisdom, ask from God and he'll give wisdom liberally. Now, when this wisdom comes, I know we have to ask in faith and so forth, but we have to understand the Holy Spirit is working. You know, um, when I even even talking with visiting with Kathy, visiting with Roger, and you realize, you know, both of them face death in their families. And yet the Holy Spirit is working and helping them and talking to them and strengthening them and sustaining them in moments that are difficult, very difficult moments. And so, everyday life, we have to realize that he's there all the time for us. So you might get up and just think, well, this, this is not a big day. This is just an ordinary day. But every day should be with Jesus. Amen. We should spend it with Jesus in the, in, the fa- in the light of just listening to his voice. Now, now, we ask for wisdom, and he gives wisdom. So, you know, we sing the song, even if you don't see it, he's working. Even if you don't feel it, he's working. Every day, we all make hundreds and hundreds of decisions. So what is the fruit of those decisions throughout your day? Look back. You can look back. Okay, so you've, had, you've been up for hours. You're going to bed at night. Look back at the fruit of those decisions. And you can see, I think many times, we can see the hand of God working in our lives. And yet we weren't aware that he was working because it was so sensitive, like the feather, like the dove, just touching us. We weren't aware... That he was even maybe like, oh, I heard the voice of the Lord. No, we weren't even aware of it. It's just, just that he was leading us and guiding us. And, and we don't always feel, because he's not going to push you. He's not going to shout at you. He's not going to make you do something. He wants to lead us. So, so lots of times we're making a decision, 
And as we make a decision, we're thinking, we're doing it, but I think the Holy Spirit also is whispering in our ears, saying, no, this is the way to go. Or this is what you should do now. And if we listen for the Holy Spirit, you know, we'll find our lives blessed. Now, I believe God wants to be in the, in the center of your life. So I believe he wants to be in your job. I believe he wants to be in your marriage. I believe he wants to, wants to be in your parenting or if you're in school or whatever it might be. I think he wants to be in the center of everything that you're doing. So it's not like, oh, we're going to go to church and now I'm going to experience the things of the Lord. No, I think, I think he wants to be flowing in our lives every day. You have plans. You might have plans for a fun, uh, fun family time or something. I think he wants to be in the center of it. Amen. I think he wants to meet us right where, where we're at in our lives. I believe we can work a job in victory. I believe you can enjoy your job. Amen. If you bring Jesus in the center, I think you can enjoy your job. Most people in the world don't enjoy their jobs. They're, they're frustrated and discouraged and all kinds of things. But I think if you bring Christ in the middle, then you can enjoy it. You can see it differently than what you've seen it before. Amen. See, so whether, whether you're doing something you might think in the natural, I think God is working in the supernatural. Proverbs 3, verse 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him. Now, people aren't really good at this, and yet, and yet God is gracious. He'll direct our paths. But if we acknowledge Him, say acknowledge, so we're just saying, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, today, Holy Spirit, today, guide my life. Holy Spirit, today, give me your wisdom. Holy Spirit, I just want to follow you. Now, that's... That's a 30-second prayer. And yet, if you believe it, he's going he's to direct your paths. So again, we have these hundreds of choices, but I believe the Holy Spirit is directing us or trying to direct us. Even if you're a Christian, you might say, well, I didn't even pray that prayer. But if you're a Christian, he's still trying to direct you. Because you're his child, you're his son or you're his daughter. He's trying to direct you in the ways he wants you to go. He's certainly not directing you into sin. So he's directing you in paths that are good paths. I believe he wants to bless the work of our hands. I believe he likes blessing his people. Amen. But I also believe that he gives us financial wisdom. Financial wisdom on how to handle money, how to handle things that you do have, how to what to buy or what not to buy. We talked about that before. Lots of people just buy anything they see. But the Holy Spirit gives us self-control and the Holy Spirit will guide us. And a lot of times they'll just say, you don't need that. You don't need that. I mean, wouldn't that be a blessing? We have storage units full of stuff that we really don't need. That we're saving for, some, for somebody who probably never use it either. Isn't that right? I mean, that's just how it is. We drive by. That's big business. Storage unit business. Boy, I sh- should have thought of that 40 years ago and buy up stuff and do it, you know. But that's, that's how it is. We, we just... we. Think about it. Or I remember I had uh, uh, my mom's on my mom's family when we go down to Iowa. I remember as a boy, and uh, so both her 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 sisters they lived on farms, and we'd go out in the grove, and there's myriads of pieces of farm equipment <laughs> that's never going to be used, and we'd play on it. You know, it could be a disc, could be an old tractor, it could be different things like that. That's nothing but scrap iron, but there it is. You know. So you have to think now in your life, though. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. What should you buy? What should you invest in? Amen. Say invest. invest. Invest is a good word. God knows everything about everything. 
And so I think that if, if for our lives, we're a lot more blessed if we ask the person who knows it all about things we should do. Because he will guide us by his spirit. This isn't an overnight thing. This isn't like, oh boy, this just happened last week and woo, everything's just perfect. No, it's a whole life process through the day that we die that we're learning. We're learning. It's the school of the Holy Spirit. But like we've said, you have to show up for class, right? You have to show up for class. You have to make an effort. So, so I think, though, when we listen and then we look back in our lives, Jeannie and I look back in a lot of things. Wow, that, that was the Lord. We made a decision and we had prayed about something, but all the more so as we look back and think, wow, that was the Lord, just the touch of the Spirit. And we realize, wow, that was a wise choice or that was a good decision or timing. Who can picture timing sometimes? God knows all about timing because he knows everything, right? He's already been to your tomorrow. And let me just say this about events that happens. He already knows it before it happens. You might get a call from somebody about something, but God's already aware of it. And because he's aware of it, he's already there to, already to help you. To help you in your circumstances, in your situation, to overcome, to do better. Amen. He's just that, that kind of God. But stop and think. What is the fruit of the decisions that you're making? All right. John chapter 10. Jesus is the shepherd of the sheep. Now the sheep, it says, to him the shepherd enters, they enter by the door of the shepherd. All right. The sheep hear his voice. Now I want to say this. How many sheep do we have here today? How many can say, bah, amen, amen. All right, the sheep hear his voice. Now, I'll say this, all sheep hear his voice. All sheep hear his voice. They may not recognize his voice, but they hear his voice. Anybody who's a Christian, if they're a Christian, they hear the voice of God. That's, that's good, isn't it? Amen. That should make us feel good. Hallelujah. So, so the sheep hear his voice. Here's the next thing. He calls his sheep by name. So he knows, he knows your name. He knows your address. He knows, the Bible says, how many hairs are on the top of your head. He knows you're going out, you're coming in. He knows everything about your life. And that's why even in prayer, we don't have to inform him about our life and our situations. Goodness, I mean, he already knows it all. So why do we have to give him the information again? He's just waiting. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know that. Now what are you, what are you asking? Or what are you believing for? Amen. So so he he knows your name and he's calling you by name. So think about that. He calls you by name. When I get saved in a bar, I actually heard my name. Literally heard my name. When God called me, I'm standing by the dance floor in Horatio's. And he said, Dave, what are you looking for? And it stopped me in my tracks with my beer in my hand. And I'm th- looking around. At all the sin that I was in, I heard my name in that pl- loud place. But his name was, his voice to me was very clear. Amen. He knows your name. And he's as close as the mention of his name. That's why we say people watching, you might not even be a Christian. You might be from another religion. However, I just want to encourage you to say the name of Jesus. Jesus. That is a name Above every name. That is the name of power and might. And if you will just speak, you don't have to shout it, but if you will speak it out loud and just say the name of Jesus. And just say, Jesus, reveal yourself to me. He will. 
He will do that. Amen. He is a God who is real, who speaks today, who has ears, who is alive. Around the world, there are, there are idols. There are many, many little gods. People worship. They give money to. They bring food to. They sacrifice themselves, cut themselves. They do all kinds of things for their God. But none of them can hear. And none of them can speak. You're serving somebody who speaks, who hears, who calls you by name. Who wants to talk with you. Who wants to fellowship with you. Where you don't have to go to a certain shrine or any place. You can be anywhere in the world and he's there. Anywhere in the world. You can be an airliner at 35,000 feet. He's there. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. And he's talking to people. He's talking to sinners to try to lead them to himself. But he's talking to believers as far as their life, their identity. So Jesus, the good shepherd, the, the sheep hear his voice. And so all the time we have so much clutter of the world. But the fact is God's trying to break through to us all the time. Now think of it. I mean, I mean, we teach that here. We teach these things. Think about other people who just never even stop to listen. And so there are all these voices and just assume everything maybe is God when it's not. Or that God is in control of everything when he's not. When he's not doing bad things. Just doesn't do bad things. He does good things because he's a good God. So the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. And he leads his sheep out. All right? He leads them. Now, of course, we have choices, right? We have choice to follow. Interesting. Jesus said to his disciples, he, he said, follow me. They were followers before they were believers. It wasn't like all these people, I have a rep. Jesus is the Son of God. No, no, it wasn't that way at all. He didn't give an altar call that way or anything. He just said, come follow me. I will make you to become fishers of men. Amen. So they were followers first. Well, now, now he leads us. And as we follow him, he's going to lead us into good things. Amen. Remember, the Bible says he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. God, I think, is always giving us a revelation how big he is. We're so, we're so glued to the natural. We're, the, we're so carnal, <laughs> carnal in our thinking. And yet God is always saying, no, no, no. Think bigger, Dave. Think bigger. What I want to do. In you, through you, Amen. for you. Amen. Not think smaller, because if we're if we're if we're just attuned to just this world, then that's as far as we go. When God does bigger things all the time, Psalm twenty three. So where's He going to lead us? He leads us by, beside green pastures and still waters. He leads us in paths of peace, right? Amen. And then it says He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. So in other words, he'll lead us to right living because by living for him, he gets glorified. He doesn't get glorified if we're just living in the world or living in sin or doesn't get glorified if we say he does bad things. Gets glorified as we give him praise. If we live for him, he gets glorified. So the Holy Spirit, then he's leading us in paths of peace. So when you know that you feel very frustrated or angry or, or different things, fearful, you know right away that's not God then, right? So what do you need to do? We want to move toward Him. Amen. People say, well, how do I move toward Him? Well, if you're home or something, take your Bible. 
Just start reading it out loud. Read the, read the scriptures out loud. Read the New Testament out loud. If you can, start praising his name. What are we doing? We're just, the Bible says he'd have us the praises of his people. So we're making a move. God, God's always there, but we're frustrated, angry, and so forth, fearful of the world and everything when we want to walk in peace. The Holy Spirit leads us in paths of peace, leads us in paths of righteousness. So when I get fearful or I'm frustrated or upset and everybody gets that place here or there, I want to move toward the Lord. So I want to do the opposite of what I'm doing. So if you're upset, turn around and say, oh, don't want that. Resist that and come back to the things of the Lord. You can tell yourself, calm down. Just say, calm down. Tell yourself, calm down. You're just speaking things that, that you're the spirit man is telling your body what to do. Amen. Don't allow your body to run your life. Amen. Don't allow, allow your mind to run your life or your emotions to run your life. You want the Holy Spirit to run your life. Amen. So we're listening for the leading of the Holy Spirit. And he's just going to get he gives us basic instructions. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid. You can trust me. Folks, these are things that, you know, through even COVID crisis and all the things like that, many, many people living in fear. People didn't want to leave their houses. People didn't want to go anyplace. People didn't want to touch anything. As if they don't come in contact with germs all the time, every day. And you do. You touch your phone, germs. Touch your steering wheel, germs. Touch your clothes, probably germs. Touch your sink, germs. Germs, germs, germs. You kind of get over it, right? Thank God for an immune system. See, so the Lord helps us all the time. I mean, we're in places and in places where people do have leprosy. We've laid hands on people's leprosy. So you can't be paranoid in life. Otherwise, you think, well, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to have, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to, and pretty soon, what do people do? They'll just stay home. There are people who stay home. Christians stay home. Because they're fearful. If we allow things to root in us and we allow it to camp there, it'll get worse. Fear breeds fear. Faith breeds faith. So how you minister to yourself, and I say that because that's how the Holy Spirit will speak to us then. You don't have to be afraid. Trust me. Put your eyes on me. Put your eyes on Scripture. Put your eyes on the hope that I am. Then what does that happen? What does that do? It gives you peace on the inside. Right? It gives you peace on the inside that I don't have to be afraid. Now remember, we said it's the peace that passes all understanding. So you don't have to understand it. You don't have to understand or figure out the, the things of life even. You can just say, no, thank you, Lord. You're, you're bigger than that. Thank you. You're my Savior. You're my King. So we're listening to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will always speak things that will build you up. We can think, I'm going to fail. I'm go- I'm gonna- we-, we had one point in our life, we had medical bills through the roof. You know, it's like facing bankruptcy. The devil says, you're going down. <laughs> no, we could just do, thank you, Jesus, you're bigger. Thank- didn't understand it. Didn't have any money, but we could say, thank you, Jesus, you're bigger. <laughs> hey, guess what? He is. He is. You don't have to figure that out. You don't have to. to, to, all, you have to all you have is today. 
today. Say, I can make it. I can make it today. Someone say, I can only make it one more day. That's all you have to do. Make it one more day. Then make it one more day. Then make it one more day. Some things in life are very, very painful. And you think, I don't know if I can ever get over this. One more day. You don't have to think about Christmas. No, one more day. It's just one more day. One more day. Take it one day at a time. And you can walk yourself into his presence, into his peace, into the paths that he wants you to be. Amen. So John 10, verse 4. So, so the good shepherd, he leads, brings his sheep out. He goes before him and the sheep follow him. Now, this is just so basic, but it's so good. Christians follow Jesus. Can we say that? Say Christians follow Jesus Christ. That's who they follow. It's not a church, it's not a denomination, it's not an organization, it's not rules and rituals. Christians follow Jesus Christ. Period. That's it. Amen? Amen. So, Jesus goes before us, we follow him, and then it says, for they know his voice. How do we know, uh, how does a child, you know, moms and dads, they have a newborn baby and so forth, and, and then as this baby grows and so forth, the parents are with this child, and maybe if you held the child, the child might cry. Oh, is that, you know. Well, they don't know your voice. They don't know who you are. We always, when we're overseas, we all, I always think, you know, different times. We, we, we've had naming things. They want us to name a child. I'm thinking, oh, good grief. You want us to name this child for the rest of their life? And, and then they want us to bless children, and then they bring children, and they, put it, they want to put them in our arms. We're always thinking, are you sure you want to do that? You know, because, because where we go, people have very dark skin, and we have very white skin, and this baby's never seen white skin. And so everything's fine, you know, the baby's cooing, and then they hand them to me, and it's like, ah! you know, like, who's that? And I understand. So we pray very quick prayers. Hand the baby back. How does, how does, how do they, how do they know his voice? By experience, by repetition. Amen. Child learns the voice of its parents. So, hey, that's mom. She does good. That's dad. They do good things. You know, you learn the voice of the parents. How do we learn the voice of the Lord? By experience, by repetition. But you'll never know the voice of the Lord clearly. As a Christian, you hear his voice now. But if you'll never know clearly unless you're around him a lot. How can you know someone's voice unless you're around them a lot? Right? Amen. It's impossible. It's impossible to know someone's voice. Someone can call me and say, I'm this and this. It's like, hey, yeah, okay, tell me more. I don't recognize their voice. So you don't know someone unless you're around them a lot. You hear their voice. You know how they talk and their so forth. Maybe their mannerisms. And then by that experience and by repetition again and again and again and again, you know, that's, that's their voice. Amen. So if Jeannie would call me, you know, she doesn't just say, hi, hi, honey, this is your wife, Jeannie. And she just calls me and say, hey, Dave, and it's like I know her voice. And we go right into conversation. So the same thing spiritually. Most Christians, of course, most of us don't recognize the voice of the, God, voice of the Lord all the time because we're not around Him. So we get around the Lord on purpose by reading the Bible. Remember, words are voice. So words here are voice. The voice of the Lord comes through the Word of God, right? 
by sitting, by sitting in his presence like Mary did, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And we can say, well, of course, Jesus was right there. And of course, he's right with you in your house. So he's in your house, too. Hallelujah. He's in your heart, too. So you have to just sit down on purpose, on purpose, sit down to listen to his voice. But we're so busy, we don't have time, do we? I'm too busy. Uh, thank you, Lord. I know you're doing good. Hallelujah, you're doing a good work. But what a, what a neat thing it is when we just stop on purpose and just, you know, you close your eyes so you're not even distracted. That's why we close our eyes. You can pray with your eyes open as long as you're not distracted. But we close our eyes so we're not distracted and then we just listen to his voice. Now, his voice is going to be peaceful. voice is going to be good. It'll bless you. It comes to help you, nurture you, minister to you. I said many times, one of the first things the Lord says to me is, Dave, I love you. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Just one of the first, all the time. So if I sit, you know, and I hear his, I hear his voice talking to me. Go to the Word of God. You know, people say, well, how do you know? Well, then go to the Word of God. Everything mixes and flows with the Word of God, with Scripture. I just love that so much. Don't you just love that, that we have a relationship with the Creator? So I was thinking about, um, even over the summer, you know, all of us, maybe you get a situation with a child or something in the family, but um, practicing this. So, so then you just stop and you listen. Well, it's, it's not going to be something in your head. I mean, the Holy Spirit will bring something back to our remembrance, but just learn to listen to your spirit, man. Yeah. We are threefold. We are spirit, soul, and body. Yeah. But the real me is my spirit. Dottie's spirit is she's still alive. She's yeah, in heaven. She's still alive. Hallelujah. Christopher <laughs> is is eternal. Yeah, Christopher is. And so the real you is your spirit. Yeah. So you just stop and you just train yourself to listen. And generally the Holy Spirit I'm so thankful. You know, he'll always say something like, It's gonna be okay. Yeah. Something so simple. Like I like it real simple. <laughs> Like a real childlike. Or then I'll just hear a couple verses of a, a scripture, like, um, I'm going to provide. You know, something like that. And so your spirit, just pause, as Pastor Dave is teaching here, um, pause and listen in your spirit. And everything the Holy Spirit will say to you will calm you. He yeah. will be calm, as Pastor's saying. Yeah. He will be, it will be peaceful. He won't mm-hmm. alarm you. If you get a, 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 something that comes and alarms you, then you know, wait a minute, that does not agree with the Word of God. So go back to the Bible. Yep. And I'm just so thankful in this season that we can hear him and walk, walk it out, walk in his peace and, yeah. and listen. Listen to your spirit. Listen your, to your spirit. Your spirit man. is the real you. Amen. Yeah, yeah, amen, amen. He's not going to talk to you in King James. He's going to talk to you like a person, you know, like, like uh, Pastor Jeannie's talking about. He's not going to say, I am the most high God and I stand before you and you need to humble yourself. And he's, not, he's not going to talk in these and thous and so forth. He's just going to talk to you. If, you're, if you have another language, he'll talk to you in your language, you know. So, so, I mean, he is that kind of a personal God who knows everything about us. Uh, I always say, you know, he knows, he, he knows us the best and loves us the most. He knows every one of your faults. 
He knows every one of your sins. He knows every shortcoming that you've had. He knows everything about it. He knows your inclinations, you know, of maybe what you want to do or you want to pamper the flesh. He knows everything about it. But guess what? He loves you the most. Jesus Christ loves you and I. He loves us. He cares for us. He's on your side. His plans for you are good. You might, you, you, any one of us can mess up and it's not, not like he kicks us to the curb and say, all right, they're over, you're done. All right, next person, let's see if they can do something, you know. No, his plans are still good. He's not just a God of second chances. He's an infinite God of chances. <laughs> Aren't you glad about that? So anybody at any place in any time can respond to his voice, respond to his love, and when they do that, he'll take them higher. If they're not a Christian, they'll get saved. If they're a Christian, he'll take them higher, take them closer to himself. He's always drawing, the Holy Spirit is always drawing people to Jesus. Amen. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus Christ. So he's always drawing people to Jesus. It's not, he just, it's not, doesn't want somebody else on display, you know. He wants Jesus on display. Like when we worship up here, worship is not entertainment. Worship is just to try to get a team together, to sing together, to lead people into his presence. You, go, you can go to a lot of churches and it's just like everything is just smooth and so forth. You're at a concert, it's entertainment. Flat out, folks, I just say, Jesus isn't glorified. You know, people are going, Woo, look at the guitar play. Woo, look at this and that. It's not glorified. And, of course, you have this simulated smoke because there's no glory. So, blowing the smoke, you know. Ooh, that's cool. And the flashy lights. But none of that. Think about this. Think about this. Will the Holy Spirit move if the power goes out? Did you hear that? Kind of quiet. Did they hear that or what? Will the Holy Spirit move if the power goes out? In other words, is all our glory dependent on the power that we're getting through the juice? Will God still be moving through the singing if the power goes out? Many times overseas, the power just goes out all the time. So we're, we're just used to it. If it's nighttime, i got a mag light and we just keep going. If it's daytime, we just keep set the mics down and keep shouting, you know, shout so people can hear us. So the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus Christ. Amen. He'll always lead you in paths like that. Now, John chapter uh, 10, verse 5 says, By no means will they follow a stranger. Wow, this is, this is pretty amazing. Because he says, they will not follow a stranger. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's saying they shouldn't follow strangers. But a lot of Christians do. They follow strangers. But Jesus says, really, really, the closer you get, let's put it this way, the closer you get, they're not going to follow a stranger. They'll run from a stranger. They do not know the voice of strangers. Now, this is pretty sobering. Because I stop and think how many Christians just, and we're, we're a church that emphasizes read the Bible, know the Bible, and so forth. But yet, I know a lot of churches, they have no idea. You know, you tell them a scripture verse, it's like, wow, where's that at? You know, never heard that, where's that at? Which is sad, but well, the other day I was in a leadership thing and sharing a verse and so forth. And a guy picked up a Bible and he's looking, you know, a New Testament, New Testament book and he's in the old, you know, back in Exodus. And I didn't embarrass him. I just went over as I talked, I picked up the Bible, flipped over here to the New Testament, went back and set it down for him. 
I did that five times in that session. Now think, think now, importance. Christians will not follow strangers. And yet if I look back, just going to be honest, we're spirit-filled Christians and you watching here and the thing and so forth, going to be honest for you, those who even wonder about spirit-filled Christians. But over the last two years, I've seen Christians go every, every direction you can imagine on goofy things. And I'm thinking, whoo, where are they going? I trust you, radio. So you tune in. There's all kinds of voices, right? And so you just, the static. In, in our room here right now, there's all kinds of frequencies. We can tune into stuff, you know, and find things. So, have you ever felt like you just couldn't be so? So, there's frequencies all over the room. Now, while I'm talking, there's all kinds of spiritual frequencies in your ears. Because some people, people are sitting here, and so the way it is. Some people can be here, it's like, they're like this, and, but they're thinking about lunch. And then someone's thinking about what happened last week, or someone's thinking about what's going on this week. Someone's thinking about, I need to mow the lawn. And, and we can think about all kinds of, someone may think, I don't think, I don't believe what he's saying. See, there's all kinds of voices that come into our minds. Now, Jesus is saying to Christians, they're not going to follow a stranger. Not just that, he's saying, they're going to run from a stranger. In other words, there's a voice out there, there's a voice out there. They're not going to entertain it like, well, should I? Got to find one again. So the question is, are you going to run after the voice or not? It's like the voice is saying, come on, run after your girl, and so forth. And think, That's kind of a cool song, and then are we going to run after the girl or not? Are we going to go have a party time? You know? Are we going to go, let's, let's, uh, let's, go, let's go out for a smoke together. Let's do whatever. The question is, are we going to follow those things? So before you know it, you have to recognize, is it worth following? What do you have to do? The Bible says, take captive every thought. Now, I, I know we've got millions of thoughts, but, but let's, look at, look, let's look at it this way. You come to a place, you're kind of wondering, like, oh, I don't know. Take, capture that thought and say, where's that thought leaving, leading me, right? And if you recognize it's bad, from a bad thing, see, then we got, on my thing, i got a siren, you know. You know, and it says, run! You know, the Bible says, flee fornication. You know how you know how most people are. Even Christians, like, well, they're not so bad. I kind, I kind, that's kind. I kind of like her, kind of like him, or, and they and they flirt with fornication, thinking, well, I'm a Christian, of course, you're never going to do this. But that's that's what people do, yeah. right? And we'd say, well, no, you shouldn't do that. But should we be thinking the thought we're thinking, or should we have an alarm that says, wrong way, Dave, turn around. Right? Amen. The Holy Spirit is that way for us. 
We hear his voice. We're following Jesus. Now we come to a stranger. The stranger says something else. And then we have a choice. Do I want to listen, follow, or like, no, I want to turn and go the other direction. Amen? Amen? Tuning in is every day. Every day, every day. See, so I can't bank on the fact, well, I've known the Lord for a long time, you know. We've got a 50-year class reunion coming up. I got saved just a couple years after. Oh, 48 years, I've just known the Lord. Okay, great. But now today's a new day. How am I walking today? How am I living today? Amen? See, because what happens, we can get callous. Folks, sadly, many ministries, they've been big-time ministries, but now something happens and they realize, wow, I didn't realize they were doing that. And so, in other words, they had a whole other life. And so they die, or even before they die, and someone comes to revelation, like, oh my goodness. Sad, right? There were good ministries, but followed a stranger on a path that they shouldn't have gone. doesn't say they're not Christians, but just we have to recognize there's times we have to turn around. Amen? A strange voice is a voice that's not biblical. That's why you want to know your Bible. Not biblical. Strange voice is not peaceful. A strange voice is not godly. So when I hear things that, that would want to lead me, and we're all vulnerable, that wants to lead me that another way, I need to say, no. Isn't that right? So you just have to, you just have to stop and think about stuff and make choices. And it's a choice, and it's your choice. And we can't say, oh, the temptation was so great. No, no. It's only great because you continue to coddle the temptation. The longer I nurse the temptation, the bigger it will become. But if I realize, oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. It's like we're on flights, so we're on flights, and where we sit, you can have free drinks, alcohol drinks. We walk in the flight and so forth, and the lady's got the champagne. Welcome, welcome, handing out the champagne. Come to us. No, thank you. Do you have a Diet Coke? No, she said. No, we're just handing out champagne. No, no, thanks. And I don't need anything. And she looks at us kind of like, and what planet are they from here? And throughout the flight then, the flight's many hours. People can have drinks, any kind of drink you want. Have drinks and so forth. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. But we've had stewardesses come back to us on those flights saying, you folks are so nice and so sweet. Thank you just for being here. Nice people. One flight, and one flight, remember the, the couple from behind us. There was an Indian couple from Joel Osteen's church going to minister in India, and they're behind us, and they said, We've been watching you the whole way and listening to you. They're talking between the seat, and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, they've been hearing our conversation. Amen. Witnesses. So making choices, making choices are good things. Amen. It becomes a light, it becomes a witness. It keeps us safe. Amen. So, so. The stranger they're not going to follow. So let, let, let's quick go. This just took a lot of time. First Thessalonians 5. Let's look at this second. So we, we test things. We want, we want prof, prophetic things. We appreciate. So we uh, prophetic revelations and so forth. Inspired instruction. All those things you appreciate. Coming biblical ways. All those things you appreciate. But you test and prove. Say test and prove. Test and prove all things until you can recognize what is good. And that's what you hold fast to. 
So we test and prove. Well, we stop and think, well, I don't know. Sometimes we don't know. Well, I don't know. Just wait on the Lord. He'll direct you, right? You know, God is, God is never in the place like, come on, make up your mind. Make a, come on, make a decision. Never that way. Always a God of patience. Test and prove. Just say, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's what I should do. I'll just wait. We talked the scripture in 1 John 4, verse 1. Don't believe every spirit. Well, we don't believe every spirit, right? You test, test the spirits. You see whether they're of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're smart. So you test the spirit and you just see, is that really the Lord or isn't that the Lord, you know? And follow through. I've had, I've had things before that we made, we've been blessed financially, made money on stocks and stuff, and I realized, wow, that was the Lord. But on the other hand, I've lost money because it became emotional. So you know what I do now? Now I'll just put out a test. I have a test column on stocks. I think, ah, let's just see once. I thought that was good. And then I, and six months later, I think, thank God we didn't buy that thing. You learn. Whatever you're doing financially, you learn, you grow, and, and so forth. You bring God into the middle part of your life. All your planning, your job, everything, like I said before. If you're going to do fun things, bring him in the middle part of it. Verse 3 of 1 John 4 just says this. There's many, many antichrist spirits. So an antichrist spirit uh, uh, is here, is already now in the world. It's a spirit that's against Jesus, all right? In other words, in other words say... I can remember being in confirmation. So I'm in confirmation in my church. And I can remember the minister saying, actually, you know, now there are many ways to God. And I'm thinking, well, then what's the big deal about belonging to this church? <laughs> you know, because he pointed out the other religions. They're all, all the paths to God. And I thought, you're kidding. You don't even believe this stuff. Of course, I didn't believe it. So, so you stop and think about it. You know, and of course, denominations today, there's many paths of enlightenment. There's many ways. And that's the way the world is, of course. But all those ways don't bring peace. None of them bring peace. None of them bring hope. None of them bring happiness. None of them bring eternal life. But Jesus Christ. So let's close with verse 5 here. 1 John 4, verse 5. Uh, let me just say this. Galatians, let's look, look at the Galatians one says. When, when this, was in, this was in the Brookings Ministerial Association. We're all the children of God. We're all the children of God. And of course, I had to pipe up and said, by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. We're not all children of God. Every person on this planet, we're not all children of God. Only those that have faith in Jesus Christ. They're children of God. Big difference, isn't there? But if we're telling everybody, we're all the children of God. We're all God's people. Uh, sorry, Jesus said there's other gods. Jesus mentioned the devil. He said to the Jews, your father is the devil. So he kind of pointed out some stuff to highlight, no, we're not all serving the same one. So 1 John 5, uh, 4, verse 5. So the world hears the Antichrist spirits, and they speak of the world, and the world hears them. And that's why, if it's news media or whatever... They will always just say things that maybe to somebody else think, well, that's, that didn't even sound right. That's not true, or that's, not, that's, that's contrary to the Bible, or something like that. Well, that's just because it's an Antichrist spirit. Verse 6, then, 1 John 4, verse 6, says, We are of God, and he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God hears not us. And here, this is how we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We are of God, meaning we're listening to the things of God, right? 
So if I'm listening to the Bible and then lining everything else up with that, then that will be clear. If I'm listening to the world, then I've got a spirit of error. There's two ways to go on the thing. But understand this. God wants to lead you in good paths. He wants to bless your life. He wants to use you no matter how old you are. He wants to use you for his glory. He wants to be in the center of your, if you're married, he wants to be in the center of your marriage. If you're dating somebody, he wants to be in the center of that relationship. If you're in school, he wants to be right in the center of that school, that classroom. Somehow after we got saved, we just started bringing Jesus into everything. Everything we did, our classes at STSU, uh, our relationships, bringing Jesus right in the center. And then you can see, you know, God wants to bless you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants to bless you. I want you to lift both hands a second. Lord, we surrender to you. We give ourselves to you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you for your voice that is clear, that is true. And help us, Lord, to recognize your voice more and more. And help us, Lord, as that happens, that when we hear the strange voice that's not from you, that we'll run from it. We'll get away from it so that we can walk with you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you've given us ears to hear and hearts to understand. I do your image. I thank you, Lord. You've already given us the Bible. Hallelujah. You've already given us words of truth that we can live our life by and let it guide us. So I pray you guide every person here today, every person listening right now, Father. Guide them by your spirit. And Lord, I thank you that you've got such great plans for each person, Lord. So I pray a blessing on everyone, a blessing on their lives, Father. And I just give you praise for what you're doing right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net. Or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.